You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate, a series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. And on today's episode, we have a special guest. Welcome. (laughs) Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for being here. So we have Crystal Ellefson here with us today. Crystal is an entrepreneur, problem solver, poet, fiction writer, and marketing consultant for authors. Her primary business since 2014 has been consulting for authors, where she was involved in four New York Times bestseller launches. She also created youarenotalonebox.com, which offers curated gift boxes to send to someone who is grieving. Personal creative projects often center around forgiveness and grief, while her client-based work has focused on the unique needs of authors to grow and leverage their digital platform for successful book launches. So needless to say, Crystal, you're a rock star, and we're so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you both. Uh, okay, so the the vision and the reason why we want to do this podcast is one, because Crystal rocks, like Brenda said, of course. <laughs> Um, but here's the, here's the question. So you want to write a book, dot, 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 dot. Okay. And what we want to do is create an inspiration for the people listening that have that creative side to them. There's some of you like me and Brenda, where we have a desire to put pen to paper on maybe some stories or, or articles or get published or get your articles published, or maybe it's a video, maybe it's a YouTube channel, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's an, a, a podcast, something where you have an audience. And I took um, Crystal's course and it was a game changer. It was a game changer. And I went in completely green, brand new, not knowing what to expect. And after I took this entire series of courses, I was so clear and I felt so inspired and I was so motivated to keep going after my dream. And how fun would it be? Because what if I'm not the only one. And I always want to believe that maybe there's other people listening who feel the same way I do that. You have this creative side to you. You don't know how to build your audience. You may not know how to publish it. And it could be video or written. We want to keep it open. But specifically, Crystal's expertise is in getting authors' names out there. And I think it's so cool that you've had four, you've been, you've participated in four New York Times bestsellers. So this is a wealth of information. So we're very excited to to pick your brain today. Thank you, Karen. It was such a delight to have you in the class. So I created this course called build your author platform, but in order to kind of test out the content, I taught it live and Karen was a part of that. And so it was so fun um, because we were able to interact and really talk about your project and all of that. So yes, my focus and my experience has primarily been with authors who are traditionally published, meaning they have a literary agent and a traditional publisher, usually one of the big five, but the course is also designed to help people who want to self-publish as well. So, but the reality is that these days publishing is very different than it was 20, 30, 50 years ago, right? You can't be a hermit anymore. The dream, my dream as a child was I want to be a writer And I literally wanted the hermit lifestyle, you know, maybe with a family. Um, But, you know, the reality now is that a platform is a requirement 
even more so if you want to be self-published because you have no publisher to support you. Um, and one of my goals is just to help authors see that they can connect with an audience without feeling sleazy and icky, that marketing doesn't have to be like pushy and gross. So funny. I love, love that you brought up this image of like the author being a hermit, because I do think that that is this uh, like stereotype that exists. Like when I think of authors, I'm, I'm often thinking of somebody I like hold away in a, in some, you know, small corner of the world, just pouring, pouring their heart out onto paper. But as you said, there, that's really changed and the climate has changed and the way in which we have to promote ourselves is so different now than, than it has been in the past. Absolutely. And I know a lot of authors or creative people have ideas. They want to share their voice. They want to communicate, share their art, but they're kind of pulled in these both directions, right? Of, I want to be seen. I want to share what I'm making, but also self-promotion feels weird. Right. And, you know, from my perspective, if you do it right and do it in a way that you feel really comfortable. And I mean, actually, let let me take that back. You will definitely feel uncomfortable in a part of the process, but Mm -hmm. not in a way like it goes against your values, right? You'll feel uncomfortable because you're pushing yourself to be seen. You're pushing yourself to be heard. You're pushing yourself to try new things, but not because you're doing things that just feel wrong in some like moral compass type of way, (laughs) you know? No, totally. That makes sense. Uh, So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Prior to Karen introducing me um, to to your platform, I had actually never even heard of an author platform. So can you give me a little more information for, and for, the, for the listeners as well? Like what exactly is an author platform? Absolutely. So an author platform or any type, of, I mean, specifically for authors, uh, I'm going to describe it, but really anyone who... Um, wants to be visible to usually sell something. In this case, which basically what you're selling is a book, right? But anyone who wants to sell a service, a product, you need a platform, right? So for an author, it's really any place where you have visibility and you can communicate directly with readers. So that encompasses a website, blog, email marketing, social media, a podcast like this one. It might be speaking gigs. Perhaps you, you know, are in media of some other kind where you are on your job is part of a platform, your TV or radio host could be YouTube channel. I mean, any format, but basically you have a direct connection with individual people who in this case with authors, it's their readers. So it's not something where you, you know, write an article for someone else and it's on their publication because you don't have direct access to communicate to those readers at any time. So um, you don't have to do all these things to have an author platform. It's more of that you need to be able to, basically when you have a book available, you wanna have a group of people that are so excited about your ideas, your stories, your voice, the way you communicate, and they're ready to buy it. And that's really what we're talking about is, is collecting those people who will want the book that you are working on or haven't written yet either way. So it's really just about being able to communicate with those people. And again, you know, publishers want to know that there are people interested in what you have to say. And they, it's kind of a way of 
testing the ground and knowing like there are people who will buy this product again, which the book is the product in this case, or if you're self-published, the only way to sell your book is to have a platform. And so even if you don't know, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I want to aim for being traditionally published, or I might just go for being self-published. You know, if you, even if you don't know what you want to write exactly or where you're planning to be published, it is really worth doing the process and trying to build an author platform because through that process, you will learn so much because it forces you to think about who you're writing for. It forces you to practice. I mean, I think, you know, there's so many negative things about social media, right? But one of the positive things is that you can put ideas or art out into the world and get pretty instant feedback, right? Of course, it takes a while to build enough of an audience and, and learn from that process. And it is not necessarily easy and there is no overnight success. But if you are willing to try and experiment and put things out there, then you, in that process, you'll get a better idea of how do I communicate clearly to the right person? You might think, you know, I have this idea and it will help this type of person. And then as you start to share it, you realize, oh, actually, no, it's going to help a person at a different stage of their business or career or, you know, and so being able to share little bits of information, understand people's questions or um, just connect with people as you go can be a really valuable part of writing a book. But the journey to getting there is valuable. And that's one reason I always think that people need to start now. You do not want to wait until you have a finished book. You don't want to wait until you have a book proposal or an agent. Don't wait. If you have any inclination that you think I might want to write a book one day, or I'm currently working on a book, I strongly recommend everyone starts now to start building their author platform. Um, I was actually listening to a previous episode when you guys were talking about slowing down. And I was thinking so much about how, when you start early, you can go at your own pace Hmm. and you can decide and you can say, this is a future goal of mine and I'm going to work towards it, but not in a frenzy. And it's not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I can have healthy boundaries as I work through these things. And as I learn the technical parts of it, but I can choose to go at my own pace. You know, when, when, um, when I took the course, there was probably about, Mm, it ranged from 12 to 17 of us in and out of the course. And I, I couldn't believe how simple that I, my fear of social media or my angst or my resistance or my whatever of social media, you diffused it because I, you let me see it differently. Like even those people that start being curious about you are looking for you. That's what's crazy. So when you know, and, and Crystal, she sets you up, everything, it was, it became so simple. Like every course I took, I think there's nine, right? There were nine steps. There's, there's, there's eight lessons. There's eight. Yeah. Okay. Eight lessons. And every time I was going poof. And so you really do help me, uh, people understand what it means to have a listening audience. What does it mean to have an audience? And you only want your audience. Yes. You only want your audience, like you're picking the people you want, they're picking you. So that community of people that follow you really choose to follow, they want to follow you. And that's what's like, and so you start building this platform and you're already kindred 
with the people that are following you. So there's already like a community and a relationship, which makes it, it gives you the courage to keep going, you know, because they're there to support you and they're, they're going to be your biggest fans when you launch the next thing. And I guess we can relate a little bit, uh, Brenda and I, because our podcast, you know, started with just a few people that love us and we don't, people are choosing us. So our community is growing so it's already got a bond, but anyway, so I love the way you diffuse, you diffuse so many fears of what are or negative, a negative perspective or perception of, of social media and platforms. It, it was, I want everybody to take the course. I really do. I think it's just like, oh, well, thank yeah. you, Karen. Um, you yeah. know, and I think one thing that is really important to me, and I think it's especially helpful for, you know, creative idea people, right. Who they have something they want to share that they believe is valuable or they're struggling and trying to believe it's valuable, but you know, they're not, they're not like, Oh, I want to go be a social media influencer and get free, whatever. Right. Or, you know, they're not seeking fame. They're seeking expression of ideas or creativity or stories. And, and so it can feel like the only way to show up is to copy the types of things that you might not like on social media, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want to attract a certain type of person who's going to like your ideas and your story and your voice and your way of communicating, then you don't want to copy those people. You want to figure out your own way where you feel comfortable showing up and sharing content. And that might not be on social media. It might be, hey, I'm going to have a private newsletter and, you know, this is how I prefer to communicate, or it might be a podcast, you know, there's lots of different ways to communicate online. There's, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the, the opportunities are limitless in terms of, I prefer to write. I prefer to talk. I prefer to be on video. I prefer audio. And if you allow yourself to experiment and find what works for you, you want to find the overlap of what is working and what is effective and what enjoy. And if, you know, again, you still in that process might go through things where you feel uncomfortable, of course, because all growth is uncomfortable. And, you know, I'm sure we can all attest to just putting ourselves out there can feel uncomfortable, but generally you can still just find ways to be like, I'm enjoying this. This is fun. This feels creative. It feels satisfying to connect with the people who, you know, if you're writing nonfiction, who, who you want to help, or if you're writing fiction or memoir or something, the people who will enjoy your story. And if you focus on the reader and, or, you know, again, if you're not an author, whoever it is you're speaking to, if you focus on that person that you want to communicate with, then I think it frees you from being like, this is all about me, me. It's all about me. It's all about self-promotion. I want everyone's attention. Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking about who is my reader, how can I speak clearly to them? And how can I communicate to them in a way that they will recognize that I'm doing this for them. You know, like, let's say you, if you have a book, you already have a book out um, because my, I, my course is also for people who already have books out, but still feel like they don't not being very strategic with their platform. So whether you are writing a book, you think you want to write a book, you already have a book out in the world. It's designed as long as you are, you don't have like a company that manages your social media or your content marketing, as long as you're the one who does it then my course is designed to help people kind of at any of those parts, just be more strategic and intentional. So you never wake up and you're thinking, 
what should I post on social media today? Like that is a waste of everyone's creative energy, but you, you plan ahead and you're very strategic about what you want to be known for and who you're talking to so that you don't waste time. It's effective. And you don't have to worry about it being like, it's about me, 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 me. I really like what you're saying. Uh, even in listening to you talking about this, I'm already starting to have like this greater sense of freedom over here. Just when it comes to our podcast, even, I mean, you know what I'm, I do think there is this pressure or this idea that it has to be on Instagram or you have to go to Twitter or that there's these very specific avenues in which you need to try and, and reach your audience. And what I'm hearing you say is that there are different ways that you can approach it. And it's more about the, the authenticity or that, you know, forming community and, and there's something that I, I do find really freeing about that. Again, even, you know, moment behind the curtain, even with our podcast with Karen and I, there are times where it becomes more of this task that we need to check off. At least that's how it feels for me sometimes. Like, oh, I have to check off the social media box. But the intention with our podcast has always been more about, you know, creating community. And so I, I really like, I really like what you're, what you're putting out there right now. <laughs> it's Sorry, you know, one of my um, other author marketing principles is that if you're not having fun, neither are your readers, right? If you're bored, if you're like, I have to post, you're not usually creating something that someone is going to enjoy or benefit from or laugh at or be inspired by. But if you are, if you're like, oh, let yourself let go of the things that aren't working so that you can have more fun in other types of content or other platforms or whatever it is. And then of course there's seasons, um, then you're going to bring an energy that is attractive and fun and you're going to be more of yourself. Right. So one of the exercises in my course that I personally love the most is about, um, thinking of the five things that you want to be known for, and then using that to create your six month author strategy. So it is, um, I have a free PDF on my website. If you go to consultingforauthors.com and sign up for my newsletter, I'll send it to you. And you can also get a, the free first lesson for free when you sign up for my newsletter, but it's a brainstorming activity that helps you think about if I had to pick only five things to be known for, um, in, in terms of, you know, as it relates to your writing career or your public persona, you know, it's not necessarily like the five things that you want your kids to remember, right? It's your, whatever you want to present in your public persona, whether that is, you know, themes related to your book, whether that is, you know, skills that you have or values that you have, or even like a hobby that you just want to share with the world. And then if I were to just focus on those five things and forget about all the other random pressure, right? Because these are the things that, e that are going to either connect with the readers who want to buy your book or you know, um, let's say if you have a service-based business and you focus on those five things, then you're going to bring in clients or, you know, whether you're B2B and you're trying to create content and a brand to connect with customers or readers, whatever it is, if you can just focus on those things, it's so much easier to create your strategy and think about what should I put out there, right? What are the most important things? Like an exercise that kind of forces you to limit don't pick 10 things, you know, and, and you need more than one, right. But like, what would that look like? And, um, it's, it's such a helpful way to make sure that, that the things you're putting out there are intentional 
to, again, especially in the case of authors, connect with the future buyers of your book. Hey, Crystal, what, what are the biggest misconceptions or assumptions about platform, these platforms and marketing yourself that you've noticed, even with the, the big writers, even with the big authors that made it to the New York bestseller list, you know, what, uh, what are the misconceptions? Well, um, I mean, I think it, it does vary at different stages, but I, and I think some of the biggest things that I think people think is one that you have to be everywhere, right. That you have to be on every single platform that you have to basically be doing this full time, which you don't, um, you know, there even are a lot of very successful people out there who are like, I'm only on Instagram or I'm only on my, you know, I'm only on this one place and that's where I will be if you want to connect with me. And then they personally respond or things like that, you don't have to be everywhere. Um, there are of course ways to be very efficient so that some of your content can be scheduled and duplicated, but I always recommend that you pick one, maybe two platforms that are where you really engage, right? Where you really connect with people, where you respond, you reply, you interact. You can't just, you know, put content out in the world and then step away, but you could pick a few platforms that it's, you know, it's mostly automated. You just have to share, but you're like, this isn't where I really engage. So you don't have to do everything and be everywhere. It's more important to do a few of those things well, and then figure out, you know, how to potentially automate the rest of it. If you choose to do that. Um, I think another thing, again, is kind of what I referred to before is just that to build an author author platform means that you're just talking about yourself all the time. You know, it's just self-promotion all the time. But if you write a book that you're proud of, and that's going to help people or entertain people or whatever the reason for your book is, right? It might just be, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It doesn't have to help people in some way, but let's say that it does Let's say that your book is about ideas and you want to help people get from A to B, right? Then it's about them. It's about the people that you're helping. It's about helping people find a resource that will change their life. It's not about just like buy my widget. You know, I am not interested in helping people, um, you know, like just get anyone to buy their book. Who cares? Because if you sell your book to the wrong person, they're going to leave bad reviews because they didn't like it. And what's the point, right? I want to help people connect with the readers who will love their book. Your book is not for everyone. It doesn't need to be for everyone. I think that's another big misconception that people have is this idea that, you know, uh, oh, my book will help everyone. Your book will not help everyone. Not everyone will enjoy your book, but that's great. That's fine. I always think about, uh, I remember sometime when Etsy kind of first came out, um, if you're familiar with Etsy, right? They have lots of like, um, handmade crafts and arts and things like that. So when it first came out, um, there was some like really weird stuff on there that I was like, how is this successful? And people were, I'm like, how have they sold so many of this? Right. But in some ways, what's so beautiful is that like they found their people, right. If they, if they only went to local craft shows, they would not have found enough of their people. And now this person is making a full-time income making some strange little object that doesn't appeal to me, but they found their people and they found the people that like love what they made. Right. And they found enough of those people that they then were able to make a career of um, their creative act. Right. And so, you know, depending on what your goals are, there's ways to be successful 
and connect with readers and make a difference and build your platform. Being on the New York Times bestseller list is not the only measure of success as a writer, right? And so I think, you know, it's, you know, the reality is it takes a lot of resources to be on that list, you know, or a lot of luck. Um, And so, you know, I think there's a lot of other ways to be successful as a writer or to quantify, like, this is my goal. You know, maybe you're writing a book because you want to communicate with your existing customers and you just want to educate or inform, you know, or, and it's not about, you know, even millions of people reading your book or thousands. You're like, I just want to communicate to these people, or, you know, maybe you're trying to get more clients or customers. And so I think there's, there's so many ways to think about like, why do I want to do this? What are my goals with it? And I, success doesn't have to only look one way as an author. Earlier, oh, I was going to say earlier, uh, you mentioned, you know, if somebody is just thinking about writing a book or they're just in the beginning phases, you mentioned that you are an advocate to start sooner and so that you have lots of time. This is a bit of a selfish question, but do you feel like your um, course would be good for people that maybe you don't want to write a book, but you do just want to start improving on your writing skill. So, you know, what if you were somebody that just wanted to get a blog going and start building your community that way in the hopes that you're going to continue to further your, you know, author's voice? Do you think your course would be good for somebody like that? Absolutely. So the course doesn't focus on writing skills in terms of, you know, copy editing or things like that, but it does talk about how to, a lot of practical parts about how to actually like what should be on your website, you know, how to set up your email newsletter, you know, what should be in your social media bio. So a lot of it is, is I think it combines very practical marketing things with a lot of foundational helping you think through like, why am I doing this? And, you know, and being very strategic in the big picture. So I don't have writing instruction, but if you are, if you want to put your writing out publicly, right. If you want to put it on a blog, if you want to practice writing by sharing your writing publicly, if you want to practice writing privately and you're not ready to be public, well, you should try anyway, but, um, it's, it's not, so it's, if you're not ready to even like do anything publicly, it's not the right fit for you yet. But if you want to, you know, publish on a blog or an email newsletter and you're like, I just want to get better at writing. I want to get better at sharing my ideas, but I'm ready to do that in front of people, you know, then absolutely. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is for you because I think it will also help you, you know, think through your goals for that. And, 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 you know, at the end of the course, you create a six month author platform strategy. And so you could try something for six months and then realize, you know what, actually I'm going to this, I need to do this other medium, or I thought I wanted to be known for these five things, but actually it's these other five things. And I think all of that process is a part of becoming a writer, becoming an author, being someone who's ready to share your ideas with the world, just like on this podcast, right? Like you guys have gotten so much better since you first started it, right? (laughs) And, and that's because you just started and you just did it and you tried and you put yourself out there and you explored. And Mm -hmm. to me, that is so much of what building an author platform is about. It's about exploring and trying and 
a part of that being like what's working and what's what's working both for me, what I'm enjoying, but also what is truly effective in getting more people, right? But if you want to become a better writer, you know, we have obviously like access to ways in which where you can also have readers instantly. And I think having readers will make you a better writer. And so wow. in, in that way, I would say yes. Wow. That was amazing. You don't even think that way that if I have people reading it, it does make you a better writer because you have the audience, you care about that audience. I want to say something that was really cool when I took the course is for people listening, if you're a poet, like there were poets in this course who were publishing their poetry. Like how, how cool is that? If you're a songwriter and you want to start publishing, you want to get your lyrics out there. This is how I, if you are, if you want to do a history, if you want to do your own like memoir biography, or if you want to do a thriller or you want to do a horror, you know, a Steve, you're the next Stephen King, or you just, you know, you have these simple, like a recipe book or like, it's incredible. It's truly a gardener. It doesn't, it's truly what it connects to you. What is your writing when you write? How does it connect to you? What is your style of writing? And then you get to go find people that can identify with you or who connect or who go, wow. And I remember Crystal, you saying you have this poet that you absolutely adore and you start following her because Crystal, you have a side of you that has a poet side in you, you know? So it's, it really woke me up to how many different forms and genres and venues of writing there are out there. And that's why, like when you said the Etsy thing, that's what made me think of it. And then you get to find your people. And I think that it was so cool to see the diversity in the group. Sure. And, you know, so I have an MFA in creative writing and, um, you know, I remember, you know, while I was in graduate school for writing, you know, everyone there, were all just so focused on craft, right. And we're, you know, kind of snooty and, you know, but the reality is that now I think I've shifted so much and I'm, I'm really an advocate for the reader. And I think that really thinking about the reader and not just, mm-hmm. you know, critics or, you know, whatever. And I, I love beautiful language and I love literary fiction, but um, I, I used to really not understand. I mean, I just, I really relate to people who like, why should I have to market my own book? Like, isn't it enough that I have good ideas or beautiful words? Right. Um, and you know, I understand it's not, it's, it's something that writers didn't have to do. It's an adjustment, but the reality is that if you want people to read your book, you have to do this now. It's just non-negotiable, you know? And, and I mean, if you're starting now, of course, there are people who became popular 20 years ago and they don't really do much on social media or anything. And, they still can do it because everyone knows who they are. But these days, if you are starting now, you have to, you have to do it. You, it it is not an option to not be engaged in your own book marketing. Even if you have a traditional publisher, even if they put a huge budget behind your book and, but you can find a way to do it so that you don't feel like it, you know, like ruins your joy in writing, I think. And I think you can find a way to do it where you put boundaries And you have a plan in place so that, you know, you decide like, why am I on social media? Why am I not here? What am I going to do if something horrific happens? So you have, when you have a plan and a strategy for all of those things, it can feel so much less overwhelming 
to be on social media, to be a public persona and figure out, you know, but, and you'll, but you'll learn as you go. And that's part of the process, you know? And, you know, something I say is that, you know, if, if you're in the early stages of growing your platform, the best strategy is the one that you will actually execute. It doesn't have to be complicated. Your strategy for the next six months could be really simple. And you might say, you know, I only have one hour a week, but if you start now strategically investing one hour a week, a year from now, you'll be in a totally different place. Two years from now, you'll be ready in a whole different way. Right? So if you just start now and you choose your pace and instead of waiting further down the line, but if you start now and you do it without like, what should I be doing? Like if you have an hour and you're like, I don't even know what I should be doing with my hour. That's not effective. But if you have an hour and you have a strategy in front of you and you know exactly what your next step is, then you're going to make a lot of progress over time. Even if your pace is slow, even if you're not, you know, reacting to everything or spending hours every day working on your content and your platform. Wow. I'm inspired. Like I, (laughs) you know, before we started, uh, this recording, I was mentioning, I'm, I don't consider myself much of a writer. So I was really curious to learn more about this and, but you know, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm like, maybe it's time for me to start my blog and put myself out there. It's you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, you do. Absolutely. And you know, you might, there's so many things you might discover in that process. But again, if you just start now and you try I don't think you'll regret it. I don't, you know, and it's very, I mean, obviously, you know, the course costs a little money and certain things cost a little bit of money, but most things you don't have to invest a lot of money or even time to try and to explore Mm -hmm. and experiment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for people that are wanting to, they want to look you up, (laughs) um, go to consultingforauthors.com. So it's consultingforauthors.com and you'll see what Crystal is offering there in this course. I highly recommend it. I've been telling everybody that will listen to me to take it. It, it was wonders. It truly was a game changer for me. And, and Crystal, you've been very generous because you're the listeners who are interested. If you put in the coupon, do that well, you get a 40% off on the course. Uh, and so that's, thank you very much for that, Crystal. So don't yeah. forget, put in the do that well coupon, you get 40% off. It's build your author platform is the, the training curriculum and it's an eight, eight module training. So, and so yeah, consulting for authors, Crystal Ellison. Yes. And it's designed where you could do, you know, one per week for eight weeks and then, you know, be done with the course and have time about an hour to watch the videos, about 30 minutes to do homework between videos. Or if you're like, I have a week (laughs) off, I have a lot of time, or I'm just super motivated. You could do eight days in a row. Um, You know, you don't want to stretch it out too much, but you know, I designed it where it's really manageable to go through the content. Then you'll create your six month author strategy, and then you execute it and you have a plan and you take your little baby steps and you move forward. But, you know, I, I'm really excited to offer that 40% off because I really just do want more people to feel like it's accessible to understand how to do this. Well, <laughs> I did not mean to say that, um, but you know, that it, it, I, I have so many friends who are writers and thinkers, and I, I really just wanted to be able to help them, even though, you know, previously most of my clients were, you know, high profile people, and I didn't have a way to just be able to help more people. And so I'm really excited 
to just be able to put this out there and make it available to people. Well, I think we're excited too. And yes, thank you so much for this discount code. Hopefully some of our listeners will pop on over and take your course. I, I know it's on my to-do list now. Awesome. Thank you. Well, uh, as, as always, we have a short amount of time here on do that well. So I think that about wraps it up, but are there any last parting words that either of you ladies have today? Um, I'm just so thankful to be here and be able to talk to you guys. This is really, really fun. I just think it's great. I, it gets me inspired to know that there's a lot of creativity out there and there's room. I think sometimes we think, oh, no, who would ever listen to me or who would ever read my material? There really is. There's, there's plenty of room for all of us to really uh, dive into this writing and this putting our content, whatever that content is out there for others to connect with you. So I, I would highly encourage us all to stretch ourselves and get uncomfortable and invest in ourselves and learn and, and uh, go after something that's, that might be, if your heart's pounding, going, I really want to do this and do it. Absolutely. Start now. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you again, Crystal, for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure having you and uh, you know, hopefully our, our paths will cross again someday. Absolutely. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.